This is episode 249 of the Gold Squadron Podcast. I'm your host, Dion Morales. And today, I'm joined by Marcel. Actually, I'm not here yet, Monzano, but I said, oops, I didn't make dinner reservations. So I, I'm, I'm playing it by ear, Monzano. <laughs> Call them out. Will Valander... <laughs> Valander, Valandudor Tines. I see what you're going for. This is what happens when we have on the fly typing for nicknames. That's okay. That's right. Valandudor Tines, Hagwood. Glad to be here. And Ryan, why did the X-Wing player cross the road, Stanizuski? Because you have to to get to crossroads. There you go. (laughs) So uh, today on our episode, we're going to be covering uh, where are the points and the rules? We're going to be talking about the Crossroads Classic. We're going to go ahead and do a full spoilers discussion on the book of Boba Fett. And we're going to take some listener questions. Don't worry. Those of you who haven't seen it, we'll we'll give you a warning before we jump into that. Um, Yeah, here we go go um this podcast brought to you by our gsp patrons becoming a patron is a way to become part of our largest group of supporters you go to patreon.com slash gold squadron thank you so much i sent out a bunch of scum stuff this week uh last little bit to go and uh i've, I've been seeing all the posts on our discord being like Dion, thanks i'm like yeah it's cool to see that stuff in you guys hands all right ryan where are the points on the boat i don't know <laughs> Um, the last thing I heard was from Twitch po- Twitch reply to I believe the one of their X Wing paint casts that someone caught, um, which was basically it's in LFL's hands. They finished all the documentation to show us. They just have to go get it approved, and when that happens is fingers crossed as soon as possible. Beyond that, it's uh, February. <laughs> <laughs> February question mark. This now, is now a... I understand. They right. hoped for mid February, or they kind of expected mid February, but mid is very I don't know, because February is the shortest month in the year. So mid could be close to closer to the end or the beginning. This is true. It depends on what they were thinking when they said mid, right? Oh, my goodness. Well, um, <laughs> with that, I thought we'd have some fun with our live Twitch viewers, okay? Um, in over-under, over-under on when are we going to get the points and the rules released, uh, I'm going to go ahead and set the line. Now, a lot of people were saying, like, set the line at the last day of the year. Uh, sorry, of the year. Haha. <laughs> Don't, please don't do that. Don't do that. Last last day of the month. I thought we might set the line though on I think like a Friday would be better as a as like a as a as a line for when we would get it. So I'm gonna set the line at Marcel's here. You guys didn't hear what I just heard, but uh, I'm going to go ahead and set the line at February 25th. February 25th at 3 p.m. Sorry, at 5 p.m. Central Time. 
Now, over... counterpoint, counterpoint that line. If we're expected February, there's only one more working weekday after that Friday, which yep. it seems very easy to hammer the before than the after. It, do- it does, but man, that payday, that payday on the after, if it's true. All right, so I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to go ahead and put that over under. Um... I'm going to put that over under out there. How do you play? You're going to go ahead, exclamation point, bet over or under. Um, I think you also got to put the the cost in there. So exclamation point, bet, space, how many points you're going to put on it, space, over or under. Okay? So you got to put the points in your your bet for those of you who are watching live. Uh, Good luck. And we're just going to keep that. We're not going to touch the over under until uh, until we until until we know. All right. Obviously, I I wanted ASAP because we want it for Adepticon. But I know for those of us who are attending the Crossroads Classic, we were really hoping to have it for uh, for Crossroads Classic so that we could uh, you know we could play with it with this weekend. But Alas, we we are on bated knee. Uh, now let's go ahead and flow into um, flow into crossroads. Um, Ryan, what's like the cutoff for for crossroads? All right, let me get it officially because the last time I checked, the final cutoff for new rules, new points, all of it was. Uh, this Friday, February 18th at 8 p.m. I'm double-checking their posts for to confirm that this is true. 8 p.m. Eastern? Uh, uh, they are in Eastern. So right. I assume that is what it is. Uh, it was a post by Zach Bart, who helps run this. Some updates. Here we go. New points Friday, February 18th, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. So, Yes. That is when the deadline was. So it means people like me and Will and Marcel that are traveling there and anyone else traveling, uh, if, there, if there isn't any new points or new rules by the time you leave with your car, I'm just bringing an entire faction's worth of stuff. Anyone else have any ideas? Of, like Besides just bringing literally everything you own, any other thoughts as to like how you would prepare for something like this? You bring like one, you maybe bring like an idea, right? You're like, I want to fly this group of ships. You bring yourself a stack of upgrade cards <laughs> and, and you hope and you hope. So for those of you who are betting, uh, they are going through, but you got to make sure you put the amount of points you're betting after. Exclamation point bet over under how many points? Does the uh, under need to be all caps like it says so in the Streamlabs thing? Under. It would help. Okay. <laughs> all right. Then we got a, a wild Marcel Manzano entering, uh, entering the fray here. What's up? What's up? What's up? Um, so... Yeah, that, that's a great question. I mean, I personally, we were texting earlier, Ryan, right? And we were talking about it would be absolutely hilarious to have a late Friday drop of these rules if it happened this week right before 
crossroads because nobody nobody would have any idea what they were doing. And I think that's uh, some amazing experimentation opportunities. Maximum chaos. They And Crossroads, I believe, in the recent post has confirmed there's up to 70 people who have signed up for this. So, yeah. it, I mean, it's not like hundreds of hundreds. That'd be like a very large sample size. But solid amount of people showing up for an event that has a chance to be maximum chaos. I'm super excited for that potential. And people might be asking, why all the way till 8 p.m.? Because AMG is in Pacific time, which means they're likely to close and be done for the day on Friday by 5 p.m., which is uh-huh. the allotted time. It's my guess why they set it up that way. That makes sense. That makes sense. They're just, they're just hoping. They're just hoping AMG drop from above those points. I mean, so from, from what we heard, like you said earlier, Ryan, right, It's we're waiting on Lucasfilm to approve the documentation. Now – Here's my question. Like, uh, I, if you're Lucasfilm, okay, you're you're the guy, the the person in charge of these approvals. You get these things on your in your inbox and your and your things. Do you attack them in the order in which you receive them, or are you attacking them by size? Because I'm thinking, like, if this was a simple, simple thing, this is this is complete speculation. Are we getting like a big change? I mean, they said that they they they're doing some some overhauls. We got the whole um, objectives thing. Like that's a massive change to the rule book, right? Yeah, I feel like they'd have to really comb through those objectives to make sure that they don't need to correct those right away. <laughs> In the objectives, you're Luke Skywalker, and you can jump from asteroid to you know some ridiculous things. Because I mean. What else if you're if you're LFL and you have to comb through rules of a game that you probably don't know, like what are you looking for in there that you have to check it besides like weirdness, I guess? I, I would assume the usage of their characters, like their actual characters, the the planets, the ships, and something as simple as Spelling them correctly, using sure. them thematically correct or canonically the way they'd like to. I mean, I don't, I've never known anyone to be part of this. Marcel, this seems on the business end. This seems like a you question. I completely don't know what you guys are talking All about. Right, if, if, if you're LFL and you have to look at documents sent to you by AMG, if, and you're trying to make sure your Star Wars name, I guess this, uh, this is my thought process of how they would view it, is represented correctly through this game, but they have no idea about game design. They just trust the game designers to do it. What are you looking for? What is LFL approving? Uh, they're basically just looking for um, uh, one for the branding that that you know just on the legal side that the branding is represented right, that the TM is for the TM needs to be, that the spelling is right, that basically it's just on brand. So that's uh, one side of it. That's that's on the on the legal side and then i would imagine that it goes through also just their marketing department um basically um making sure that they're not misrepresenting like anything that might be either legends canonical and and making some type of pain down the road that that they'll basically say like no this is this isn't it 
Um, but in a game like X-Wing, I think for the most part, because none of it will end up being um, canon, it's just it's just making sure that it's nothing like completely out of left field. Uh, but for the most part, I think it's, it's mostly just looking at at um, are are they really are they are they mentioning something that shouldn't be mentioned yet? Are they doing the branding correctly? Are, are they putting, I mean, sometimes you even get things like putting the word the in front of something and, and things like that. It sounds very nuanced, but, uh, you know, in, in a lot of companies that that's what they look for. They've got like little rules that they got a, like a brand guide. That's like a, a gazillion pages of brand guide that do this, don't do that. So that's basically what it is. Just a bunch of stuff. And, and, and quite frankly, the reason it takes so long is not because it, they have to go through it in such fine tune. It's because they, they've got other things that basically just are more important and make more money. So they've got limited resources, limited time. And they're like, well, we've got to put out this trailer for this new Marvel. And then we got to put out this trailer for, you know, star Wars, this or star Wars that, um, and we got to put out this new poster on social media from our official Disney plus thing and things like that. Those things just quite frankly, take bigger priority because those things are done and managed by Disney versus, uh, a third party that, you know, whether they release it right now or they release it six weeks from now, Disney is still going to collect their, their, their licensing fee. Like how much, how much of that sells doesn't really go into into Disney's wallet. It's just um, they're still collecting their licensing check. Good point. And uh, Brian Lindemuth in the chat says uh, says here an example here of, of how that information is presented. That it says has his company that he works for has a 70-page document on lo- logo and font usage. So, I mean, yeah, it can get it can get pretty pretty serious when it comes to that and i understand that presentation you want to make sure that it's consistent and hey maybe maybe there's something really cool holding it up yeah well, like it's a not only making trailer. consistent it's it's basically how they cover themselves to be able to do copyrights uh lawsuits later or copyright infringement things mm-hmm. um or by staying consistent or, or by staying consistent and right. also if something goes wrong and it doesn't look right, they can say, like, oh, this wasn't approved. It wasn't, like, in, in the approved X, Y, Z. So, again, it's it's all a bunch of legal lawyer stuff. Uh, maybe Brian can say more about the legal lawyer stuff. But, yeah, it's, it's basically nonsense. Yeah, I feel like in this day and age, just as examples, you mentioned the 70-page document, just... If anyone has to go through those type of documentation to verify stuff, I feel like there's a first round of automated process of a software that recognizes and pings stuff and red or red marks and something so that you literally aren't like one or two people just to make sure that the, you know, get a second. Because I would think if you, you don't have an automated process, you don't want just one person looking at an entire document themselves the entire time. You need someone to peer review it mm-hmm. just to make sure your eyes as a single person don't miss something. Um, so I would hope some of this is automated. He goes, man, I don't want to be reviewing this amount of documents and look at that level of detail without some sort of uh, technical advancement help. True that, true that. 
All right. So, I mean, yeah, hopefully hopefully we get those things soon. I, I want to talk a little bit about the Crossroads Classic. Let's let's go with the the more likely scenario. More likely than not, we probably won't have the new stuff for this weekend. Unfortunately, that still means we're going to get to <laughs> we're still going to have some awesome games. Uh we're we're going to we're going to stream you guys uh you know, some some games from Indiana and um I expect the games to be uh, competitive and fun. We had, and if uh, if those new points don't release, that means we're going to use the um, uh, the Fly Better Open slash Las Vegas Open rules, the black box rules. And you know, anytime we have an event after another with the same rule set, you basically got three options that a meta can do. Right? It can be reactionary. Right, saying, oh, that was the best. I'm going to take the hard counter to that. You can be evolutionary where you have the next iteration of that best thing uh, being played or stationary. It stays exactly the same. So, you know, we've talked the last couple weeks about what happened at Las Vegas Open. What do you think, like, where do you think we're, we will end up when it comes to Crossroads? Any Any guesses? there what what does your heart tell you have i'll take a stab at it uh i'm it's probably going to be evolutionary now the las vegas open primarily had a lot of people traveled to it but primarily was uh you know west coast players whereas now in crossroads we're going to get in uh more east coast and midwest players so it it really is like a, a different kind of meta a different like way to play mm-hmm. uh so i think we're gonna see some concepts that worked continue on uh, but we're gonna see some new concepts as well uh from uh, the a different region of players yeah like w- one of the things i like to do is just kind of looking at a list and say well who who will probably be at these events right so so for instance looking at our top uh, our top eight I see Doug Howe in that list. He's probably going to be there. And I would guess, you know, he got into the top four with Vader, Quadruple Academy. He probably plays the same thing if he puts in reps. Though, I will tell you, Doug Howe is a good enough player to pivot if he wants to. So, like... I feel like he pivots often. Like He, he does. I don't, I, don't, I don't see him play the same list in multiple events. So, as much as I... Kind of expect to see him to have that anyway, just because there's nothing really to uh, evolve to when we're just on the borderline of making a huge leap elsewhere. Um, we take a rocket to the moon, baby. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, it might spoil into what I'm going into. Yeah. Um, I stationary, I guess, or just fun. Right, it's it's an event that like if it doesn't implement the newest rules, this yes is a uh, solidly um, competitive or uh, it's not as big as an LVO or an Adepticon, but in the region, it's a well uh, thought of event. Yeah, it's very established, and it's, yeah, established. It's a good one. So people may still take it uh, seriously anyway on a competitive level. Um, they offer great price support and uh, they still might try to evolve things. I think most of it is going to be, though, 
stationary, but because, like Will said, we're in a different area, we're, we're going to see different things, but I don't think we're going to see it because it's reactionary or because it's evolving something. It's just we're in a different area. Mm-hmm. People bring different stuff. This could be the last hoorah, some people might think, for certain cards or things that they're concerned they might get banned or changed. Mm. You might just be like, you know what, I'm taking this because I don't know if it's going to exist anymore after. Oh, yeah, <laughs> certain... Black Box available. Who knows? Certain combinations, yeah. Another Midwest player that I'm pretty sure is going to be at the event, Matt Carey. He was another one of our top eights uh, who brought uh, – if you guys remember, Luke Skywalker in the X-Wing, Ahsoka Tano in the A-Wing, and Kanan Jarrus in the VCX. Like, from my experience, at least observing observing him from, you know, from, from the backseat here, um, I would expect him to just bring the same list. He did really well with it. Uh, he's definitely been, been one to, to, to practice what he's been doing. And, I mean, if it's been working, why not? Why not keep it going? Uh, Marcel, you got any inside information there? Matt, Matt Carey bringing that VCX? You got anything? No, I mean, he's he's been high on it. I don't think he, he's been flying it for a while, even outside of LVO. So um, if he goes, I think he'll probably do the same. Uh, maybe. I don't even know if he would even tweak around some of the stuff because I think the ion control seemed mm-hmm. to do really well for him. So he might just stick around with the same. All right. Just throwing it out there, a little bit of a wrench in this thought process. You you are physically transporting a, a VCX, so I mean, I guess he, he physically brought it to LVO. Never mind. Yeah, he took it to LVO. That went far. Put it on, he he put it on a plane. plane. No, <laughs> got, if it doesn't fit in your pocket, you're not allowed to play it. So you best bring some cargo pants. <laughs> GSP pocket tournament coming soon. We did see a. It was day two mostly, a, a little bit higher clip slash success rate of swarms. Mm-hmm. Even though that is a thing, people, as I kind of alluded to, the physical side of actually bringing things in the Midwest area. Will mm-hmm. they show up with the swarms? They did at LBO. No. True that, true that. So here, here's a question. So just remind me. I know, Ryan, you're going. Marcel, are you making it this weekend? Will, are you making it Not this weekend? Sure, yeah. I got to find a dog sitter. Got to find but a dog sitter. Once so. once I do that, I should be able to... Should be able, I want to go. Right. The desire is there. Um. So here's a question. Are you guys willing to talk about what you're bringing? Mar- Marcel, are you bringing something different than, than what you no, did, at, did at LVO? I mean, I took two lists to LVO, so I'd probably still take the same two lists just because I'm too lazy to break stuff up and it's what's already packed. I haven't unpacked it. So right. it's still in the bag. So if I make it, I'll just not even open the bag and swap stuff off. I'll just take what I already had. So I mean, uh, well, more the, than anything for that reason, to be the, lazy. Now, if, if things change and I have to rebuild stuff uh-huh. because things change, then I will almost 100% go and... Um, yeah, at that point, I'll just figure it out. I, I think, like Ryan said, maybe just take a faction and say, this is the faction I want to fly, mm-hmm. and just build it on the fly there. Um, I don't think I'm physically able, unless I rent a U-Haul, to take everything. <laughs> like, I, 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 can take, I can take a faction. Cool, cool. Well, okay, let's, let's assume that things don't change. So 
you know, you know how you did with your list. Can you re- remind us what you played at LVO again? Uh, yeah, I played a uh, Nash Swarm, Interceptor Swarm. Okay. Um, and I did all right. I I I, I went three two. I lost one close one against the double decimator that made the cut, mm-hmm. and then I lost the eliminator. Uh, round five against Duncan Howard in in a, in a really close match. So I don't think there's. Uh, I mean, you lose two good ones against two good people, yep. and they're both close matches that were within you know a turn, a couple dice away from each other. It's not a. It's not bad. So did that list that. perform well enough for you to keep it around? It performed well enough to be able to win if I didn't make mistakes in the two. I mean, win the whole thing. I think it's it was it performed well enough to win the whole thing. I made one bad mistake against the decimators. Uh, disengaged when Rack was at Hall Breach, which was just dumb. It was just one of those dumb moments. And against um, against Dun- Duncan, I-, I zigged when I should have zagged. So it was just you know pick left, pick right, and if I pick the right, left or right, it's it's uh, you know it, it can go the other way. But so yeah. I think it, it, it performed well enough to win. Cool, cool. Now, Will, if you were playing, what would you bring, man? What what what, uh, what have you been looking at? What you been... the I've been uh, for like serious competitive play. Uh, I'm almost, I'm almost always looking at rebels. Uh, right now, uh, I do like the Kyle Kratan, uh Heratani. Um, with uh, Wedge and Garvin. It's just a, such a smooth list, man. It just runs itself. Uh, very few, like, upgrades and, like... I mean, yeah, sure. Outside of token passing in combat, it really doesn't have a lot of other moving parts, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it'd be something like that. I don't know if I'd get too experimental, right? Um, I don't know. It, that's always the... When I when I play in tournaments, that's always the uh, hardest decision for me. Do you take the the known that's good, or do you try to win with something you think is good? Right. Um, <laughs> so that's uh, it. Would be a debate. I'd probably fly rebels no matter what. Um, it's just the faction that interests me lately. Fair, fair. All right. So Crossroads Classic coming up. We will be live this weekend. Um, when is it? Uh, I don't know. Uh, what's what's the, what's the start time, Ryan? Let's see. The posted time for this event. I think it's 9 a.m.? Hold on. Where is this thing? It's got to know what time I have to wake up at the hotel. Schedule. Uh, store opens at 9 a.m. Registration begins 10 a.m. Player meeting first round po- pairings posted 10 a.m. Eastern time. 10 a.m. Eastern time, 9 a.m. Central. Okay, so 10:15 technically ish, somewhere out there. All right, now Ryan, what what are you what are you looking at? What 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 are you looking at to play? I know you've been itching to get in some competitive X-wing. What what are you looking at? Maybe give us a faction um, if you don't want to if you don't want to give us all the all the pieces of the recipe. No, uh, so it's it's been three things I've considered for the past month, month and a half. Um, okay. As always, Droid Swarm is on the table for me. Um, 
So I don't really know how much more I can evolve it past what Paul Osen and uh, Isofane have done. Mm-hmm. So it would pretty much be taking one of their lists, which I'm okay with. And I'm, I'd probably go Paul Olsen's list because I just want to fly an HMP because it's fun. Fair. But I recently <laughs> played that for fun. And man, I don't know if I really want to... Like, I would probably play a Droid Swarm at Adepticon if I felt it was something that I was confident in. Right. I don't really know if I want to play it at Crossroads. Just... I kind of want to chill at Crossroads and enjoy, the, like, still enjoy playing competitive, but I don't know if I want to fly eight ships all day. <laughs> just, not feeling, just not feeling it this weekend. Um, Fair. I know it's weird coming from me as the Swarm guy, but, like, just right now, eh, maybe not. Um, <laughs> but it's there. It's always a possibility. It's in my nature. Wow. Um, I had, I think I mentioned this a while ago. I think you, it's when you asked if you brought something to LVO, what would you bring? Yes. Um. I w- I had a Kylo and Grudge and two FO bombers list. That's Silencer Kylo specifically. I had been having a lot of fun with the Sensor Scrambler with the decloaking and sensitive controls Kylo. I get him in a lot of good spots and get him to a really favorable endgame position. While the bombers just be the most disruptive thing they can, uh, with the, their munitions combinations that I have allotted to them, mostly bombs. Um, and then I'm toying with, I don't really think this needs to be secret. It's just something you don't see everywhere. Uh, a resistance list that I'm really surprised how successful I've been with it in testing. Um, it has, uh, Nimi, Kaz, Akbar in the Y-Wing, and Chewy Falcon. I, okay. Look, I put it together. I I've seen how I I've figured out kind of like how I want to fly it. Uh huh. Just target priority. Just don't shoot the wrong thing. And there's not really a clear right answer. I think. Okay. That's some cool stuff. Don't make Chewie angry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, well... I've been on a little bit of a Falcon kick. I just I tried out Leia Falcon and Rebels with some other stuff in a bit, but I think I'm saving that till later. I think I want to. I've been sticking to the Chewie Falcon specifically with Ray Gunner. Ray Gunner is very very good. Okay. All right. Well, make sure that you tune in this weekend. Have those notifications on for Twitch so that you don't miss the Crossroads Classic action. Whether we got new rules or not, we're going to have a good time. And uh, we're going we're gonna to get to watch some games from Indiana. Now, I'm going to switch around the order here. So what we're going to do, we're going to do listener questions first before we hit Book of Boba Fett. Uh, stuff. I think that makes sense because there's actually some Book of Boba Fett questions in there. By the way, um, if if you are abstaining from Book of Boba Fett spoilers, I'll give you a warning when the first question comes up. Uh, but after that, it's gonna be it's gonna be fair game. Just just letting you know right now. Okay. So here we go. We got a bunch of questions today. Thank you to everybody who uh, who posted. By the way, Zach. To the future coming out hard. What is a uh, a hot take you don't think the community is ready for? They just they just they just having us want want to come out swinging right away. I'll go for it. I, 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 I got one. Okay. I, I I do I do. Uh, m- my hot take is um. In the in the end, 
history will will have proven um, people who complain uh, that change is happening correct. I don't know how hot of it. That's a hot take to people who are adamantly believing what they're doing is wrong. Uh, but yeah, I I I think Wait, in the long run, I don't get the, what you're. I'm on. I'm saying. Oh, you want me to put it in plain English? Complainers, yeah. stop complaining. It's gonna be fine. That's what I'm saying. I was trying to be more elegant. Stop Got complaining. It. No, they don't have to stop complaining. You're just saying that. <laughs> Complain about something wrong. else. Complain about the new stuff when it comes out. All right. <laughs> oh man, but yeah, I don't know. Hot well, take. Hot take. Okay, hit, hit me. Hit me with the hot take. So my hot take is just just because you said this one. My hot take will be whether at the end of everything being said and done, like whether the final product after all of the evolutions that occur over the, let's say the next. 12 to 18 months. Yeah. Whether the game ends up being a better product or a not as good product, mm -hmm. the people who complained were still in their right to complain. Like they still had proper reason to complain, even if the final product is, 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 is good because the process to get there has not been eloquent. I would agree. I would agree with that. You know, th you know what? B bouncing off point here. You know, AMG said that you know that they they wanted to be open about the process of them working on stuff, uh, so that they knew, so that we knew that they were working on stuff. Do you think the reaction? All right, because we know we we are preparing for big change. We know it's coming. Big change is coming. If we didn't know about all the steps and they just dropped it all at once, would it, would it have been better? Will it have been better on that timeline? Right, right. No, it's in the I streets. Think... All right. It's in the streets. No, no, I think, I think people right in the streets. People burning their <laughs> collections. And... Yeah, honestly, if, if they dropped everything at one point and were quiet up to then, like, I can't even imagine, like, just all of it at the same time like just learning about road just learning about bandless just learning about scenario like just the wall of it would be so much like to try and take in at one time like i'm really thankful because amg mentioned this i think on fly betters interview or a stream that in about like 95 to 99 percent of development cases no one sees the through the process or behind the curtain stuff that they've been yeah. showing us right now. So honestly, I'm really thankful, even though, you know, they've been telling us stuff that they might end up changing. So like, we're not really sure where they're going. At least we get an idea of their thought process and direction. Mm -hmm. We don't know the destination yet, but they're letting us get a peek of the journey. That's right. Here's a map. Yeah. You might not yeah, know how to read it, but it's coming. Yes. So what I was going to say, like, um, I mean, you guys are right. If they were to just drop it without teasing and it was drastic change, like all these ships are not legal anymore, these cards are not legal anymore, uh, the way that you play the game and the way that you score the game aren't, aren't the right way anymore, dogfight is not a dogfight anymore, you know, and, and you just drop that all at once, you're right. Like, it would be, I mean, it would be chaos worse than the chaos has been so far. Uh, but I think the... The difference is um, in opting in 
and and I think that's that's probably you know when when you're going to make a change that big, like when FFG was going to change from one point one, you know, one point to two point mm-hmm. you opted in. You said, okay, I bought into this game. I bought in, into these rules. I bought into this format. I know what I'm spending my money for. I know what the product is. And then I have a choice. Okay, here are the new rules. Here are the new formats. I have a choice to make that transition. And it is not, oh, um, you know, you, you know, this is uh, ginger ale. Uh, I, I bought a ginger ale. The box looks like ginger ale. It, everything, but then when I drink it, it's Coca Cola. So like it, it doesn't match. And I think that even if the Coca Cola tastes better than the ginger ale, or at least for some people, they like Coca Cola better than ginger ale. The fact that the expectation, you know, it's the expectation. You were expecting the taste of ginger ale, but you got the taste of Coca-Cola. That's what gives you that that little like, whoa, this is not what I signed up for. I like that analogy. Yeah, even if you like Coca-Cola better, you're like, I love Coca-Cola. It's just, it's not what I signed up for. I I was expecting this flavor and I got something else. So I, I think that's why I said that. Um, you know, the people that are complaining, even if, if the end, even if the people that complain like the final product better, because mm-hmm. it's a better game, mm-hmm. there's still, you know, there's still uh validity into why they're complaining. And, and, you know, again, they, they, they didn't opt into it. They didn't say like, Oh, we're going to start offering Coca-Cola now. So it'll be Canada dry Coca-Cola. It, it's, they just snuck it in there. You know what I mean? I feel like it's closer to the asked for a Coke and got either like a cherry Coke or vanilla Coke or like it's still within the same realm, but is definitely different. Nah, man, you get you ask for Coke, you got Sprite. Mm -mm. That's different. (laughs) That's that's different. Um, All right, real, real. real I, I, sorry about that. I missed. I missed that. So that was, no, you're good. You're good. Oh, wait, we're still on the hot take question, right? Yeah. Um, I feel you like can't. I said a you lot can't of eat before. mixed nuts separately. <laughs> Saw that in the chat. Um, <laughs> I feel like I've said a lot of things before that some people might consider a hot take, but I think one I thought of recently. I don't really know how hot this is, but I think it's something that, um, I want to at least have as a take is I think the Republic faction is the hardest faction to balance because it's got the most passive mods and has the capability to combine arms with a lot of either abilities or uh, just the something as simple as 7th Fleet Gunner. Uh, they have to just surely be careful of the fact of how many 3 dice primary ships that faction has with that upgrade um, and just the force, the passives that are available to them. So, cause they always feel like right now they feel a little behind. I don't know how much more it's really going to take for them to push, you pushed over the edge. I think they're really hard faction to balance. I agree. I agree. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a good one. Will you got anything? Ooh, man. <laughs> Uh, hot Even take. The, I'll take warm takes. Lukewarm. Uh, oh man, I'm gonna say I'm gonna save that one for our objective talk. I think. All um, right. Do I got do I got a hot take? Um, mod your offense. Stop. Be, 
Stop, stop saving it for defense. All right. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> that sounds like choose violence. That's choose if you violence. have a chance to mod your offense, don't question it. Do it. Do it. L listen, super random. Uh, I was watching a YouTube video today, and the person on the video said choose violence, and I was like, what? No. No, like I, I, I had like a visceral reaction. I was like, "Don't you dare, famous YouTube person! That's ours." Okay, how dare you? Oh, so you, you, you were totally uncard plotting. That's mine. Right? No. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Correct. Come on. Wow. Anyway, <laughs> there you go. Um, next one comes from. Cisco action. How do you guys think list building will change with the new rules? That is a big question. That's a big question. I think one of the questions is how are they going to balance the scoring of the game with, with uh, objectives and list building? Because if like how how is that supposed to work? I I don't anything past that I we don't know. That's I, a complete shot in the dark. I think that's kind of uh, impossible to say without knowing what the end product will be. So I I mean this is one of the ones that I'll say. Who knows? Just look at LVO and with partial rules, you saw you know what some of the changes were. Mm -hmm. um, the only thing I can probably say is that you know certain ships like the striker. You know, certain ships that just tend to self-bump a lot will probably see a decrease. Other than that, it's hard to say. Ooh, I got, I got, I got, a, I got one here. Um, one thing that will not change is that we will not have an official squad builder. That's my guess. <laughs> got him. Deep, deep wounds. Oh man, just pouring the salt in there. <laughs> uh, I think the as far as like how to build. Uh, new squads. I think uh, we'll probably touch more on that when talking about objectives. How objectives yeah. will affect squad building uh -huh. uh, more so than just points, because it's points changes a lot. But we're playing a new game, so that is more impactful. I think. Yeah, I agree with Will. Like the 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 key word how to build squad because you just the easy how is you stuff together till it equals 200 yay uh but beyond that it's how do you build a a squad and list so it's effective in the game well we it would change what's going to change is a squad's effectiveness because it has to take it take into account scenarios like amg had mentioned on the stream uh back when they showed off the first scenario to us that medium bases and large bases will occupy in that in that specific scenario they will count as two ships for uh, contesting the zones. Mm -hmm. If that's the only thing that they do and the other scenarios don't have anything other affecting for medium or large base ships in terms of contesting or doing anything with the objectives, is it worth prioritizing medium and large bases at that point? I don't know. A lot of people have started to look at that because they have at least that one scenario affecting, so they think it might affect more, but we don't know. True that. 
True that. And and I think on, on top of that, when it comes to list building, one of the very first things that people, I think, are going to experiment with is how much value does playing around the objective of the objective actually have in the long run? Can I just br- bring a kill squad where it's like, I'm just going to come in and kill all your ships and see if I yeah, win I think first. So one of the things will be, can you, can you end the game before the ships are before the 12th rounds or, or before the ships are destroyed? Mm-hmm. So if there's a way to, uh, two things. Either the, if there's a way to end the game with all the ships still being present, not all the ships, but some of the ships still being present. Like if you're, let's say you're adding to 200 and you get 15 points and you have a tie, half a TIE fighter left, that's 11. That half a TIE fighter is worth less than the 15 points. So you're at like 200 and something. So if, effectively, you hit your 200 points. That's one. And then the other one is if if you you know if you accumulated in that same scenario you accumulated 204 points and then the opponent destroys all of you for 200 points do you still win because you yeah you basically had more or does the opponent get to fly you know there was two rounds left get to fly two rounds and try to you know uncontestedly accumulate more points i mean there's just so many different nuances that we don't know uh, that it makes it near impossible to to know how people will build do, or how people will You play. do bring up a good point, though, of, like, because that drastically changes it. Like, if I can bring eight ships and not go for kills, go for objectives, but because I have eight ships, you're super alpha, sure, you can take out one, you know, maybe every other round, but if I can score more points on objectives than killing your ships... I mean, it drastically changes what squad's viable. I think that's one of the controls that AMGs are gonna they're gonna have to fine tune that that balance of of points um, and how much things are worth. Because I think where you balance first is the ship's points before you go and adjust like how the objective pointing works, most likely. Um, and if they can't get the result they're looking for, then then maybe. At the extreme, after they have enough data, they maybe tweak the way the objectives work. But we'll have to wait and see there. All right. I think we're all going to be in agreement on this one. I don't really think this is a discussion point. But uh, Iron Mag, Mag asked for Iron Mag 44, one of my patrons, said, Would you rather build and assemble your, oral sh- your, your own ships or keep the current system of the ship already being assembled? Period question mark do any of you have a desire to put an x-wing ship together to assemble no no please no no thank you i i think you would immediately lose people i've had marvel crisis protocol there for about a year (laughs) that's how my legion sits still too (laughs) yeah Yeah, it's, it's the reason we're in this game and now more war machine or mm-hmm. uh, marvel champions or something yeah i think i would have played legion if it came to assembled i think i would have but nah <laughs> zero desire zero desire <laughs> so we're gonna move on now i have a ridiculous question this comes from jared star wars if you were a giant hot dog and you were starving to death would you eat yourself no i got 
I got the best reply for this. Go for it. If a hot dog is meat ground up inside of an intestine, when does it stop being a hot dog when you eat it? Whoa. <laughs> that's a deep I answer no, I hit the long silence deal whoa no. uh, yeah so if you so here's the thing if you are a human and ate yourself would you be making hot dogs in your stomach then <laughs> not to get into cannibalism but well no because a hot dog is specifically with a bun so it stops because not necessarily. Got a sausage. So that's or, a, that's a, that's the bigger question is is a hot dog a sandwich or is a hot dog a meat product? Oh no, uh, this tangent. I've been on this before. <laughs> no, the the hot dog is specifically a. a, a so you're saying a it's a sausage. sandwich? It's a sausage in a hot dog bun because I've eaten. Uh, I, I hey. Just like, you know, I've, I've eaten Kool-Aid sandwiches. Yes, I grew up in Southside Chicago. I've eaten my Kool-Aid sandwiches. I've also eaten my my hot dogs on uh, Wonder Bread because Wonder Bread can be a hamburger bun. It can be a sandwich bun. It can be it's a wonderful. dipping thing. It can be a hot dog bun. But it's not a hot dog bun. It's a, um, a sausage sandwich. Or something like but, that. It's some no, weird a thing. Dog, a hot it's dog not a is hot dog the anymore. tube itself. It has to. When no, I go to the store be. and I say, "Can I buy? Where are your right. hot dogs?" What, they don't show me you, meat inside of buns already. It's just a hot dog. Look, this is my Dude, only contribution really, to this conversation right now. <laughs> the whole hot dog sandwich thing. Stop. A hot dog, if anything, is a taco. Well, that's fair. I got. I got replied to no, Dion. No Do you hear when you were at the Cubs game? Did you hear hot dogs with buns? <laughs> hot dogs with buns. My no, daughter. No. My daughter eats hot dogs <laughs> without buns, though. What is she eating? She's eating a hot dog. Right. Without Just not a bun. The sandwich version. <laughs> the non-sandwich version of a hot dog. A tra- A hot dog is a transformer. That's it. We're done. All right. Multiple forms. <laughs> All right. More more on brand now. Uh, if you could only play one faction for the rest of X-Wing, what faction would you play? Roger, Roger. Okay. He's locking himself. That's, that's in me. Separatist. Maybe resistance. I've, I've looked back and surprisingly, I'm surprisingly much more successful with resistance than separatists, but it's probably because I actually decide on bringing resistance to bigger events more than separatists. Don't know why, but well, I'll stick with the droids. Mm. As much as rebels are my first love, uh, I think I would have more fun playing scum for the rest of time. Uh, just be at some point, you just start griefing your your own ships and your opponents of just shooting yourself and blowing up if they try to kill you. I think you could, I could have fun beyond winning with scum. So I think I, I would take them. Marcel, if I can only play one faction in X Wing, I probably would not play X Wing. Oh. I, I mean, and I'm being honest. I, 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 my. I have a little bit too much, like I bounce around too much to really be happy. So I probably would stop playing. 
for myself, my brain went first scum, and then I was like, but all these reasons. Um, I probably played Empire the most competitively, but um, yeah, I guess I guess Empire is probably where I end up somehow. That's that feels wrong and strange because my heart wants to say Rebels, but it's not. <laughs> All right, where are we at here? All right, so Curse Kiwi. This is more of a of a rules question. It says docking and undocking when friendly. Uh, when when uh, when uh, docking and undocking, you got to be at range zero. Uh, does that cause you to become damaged? We'll find out. That's probably <laughs> they that might change. They might, change right? they, 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 they might change how docking works. It might be range one now instead of zero. I wonder if, if they, that's. Even, I mean, it might be considered like, hurry up, get it back from. <laughs> I mean, that might be the like the, the like the last little fine print on the bumping rules of, if you could carry the ship you bumped into, you do not suffer any damage. Oh yeah, if if ship can dock. You do not resolve the normal bumping rules. You just... Yeah, but I feel like, I mean, that's just like, my ghost is going to just bump my phantom and not dock every round, though. Yeah, I can so dock. there's I would, some I weird balance. I would actually be happy if docking occurred real-time during activation phase. I would be okay with that. Like, as I mean, soon as... I feel as like long you're as the little to... ship is bumping into the big ship, not the other way around. Like, if the, li if, if the ship that is docked bumps into the ship that it is docking into thematically it's basically going in but if the big ship runs into the little one that actually makes sense yeah honestly most of the time we see the... a must that would, would be a way to resolve it a if... may because you can what if you miss the yeah. door then you're just taking damage you're like oops <laughs> i missed i missed the entrance uh, yeah, Marcel, you bring up a good point because honestly, a lot most of the time you have like Han and an autopilot drone or Bosk and I guess the pups technically the same. Well, you can't undock them. Let's yeah, go Hera, Hera and AP5. Normally, your carrier ship has a way higher initiative than the ship docking into you, so it would be interesting to give the benefit if you're if you're positioning to the carrier for a docking, you don't get penalized for it. Assuming you're not just, yeah, just scraping against the hull, trying to get the little sheath of feed into the top of the ghost. Nice. Yeah, so I, I would say watch out. Watch out. When the rules get released, let's go take a peek at the docking rules to see if anything changed because I could definitely see uh, some type of a forum errata like, oh, we, we did miss that. Like that's very missable because very few people are use docking whatsoever very, very few people undock yes i'll say that much like uh or sorry uh redock very few redock exactly yeah. yeah very few people go back into the ship like we're used to you know uh the pup or yeah you hide your sheet the peed for a while then release it halfway through the game uh, autopilot drone of course right so we'll see of course all right, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what ends up happening. Happening now. Fudley asks, "Do you think bombs are competitive?" Yes, and probably more so when scenarios come out. They're not yeah. competitive, I think, enough to build your entire list around 
Unless, ooh, because I just uh, think about my I feel like, bombers, and I'm pretty comfortable. I feel like they've become like a subset of like turrets at this point. Like area denial is yeah. kind of like in that subset of not that all <laughs> turrets have bombs and that all bombers have turrets, but uh, it's like a it's a way to threaten behind you, right? And I kind of count that as an it's kind of similar to how I think we thought about the V wing and compared it to an RZ-2, but they just threaten the back differently with bombs versus a whole other arc. Mm -hmm. I'll just say that whatever points you're spending, a point on almost any bomb is better than an equal amount of points spent on a hull or a shield upgrade. So I would say they're, more, they're better than hull and shield. All right. Yeah, I'm, I mean, we've seen bombs um, really impact the game. We've seen thermal detonators when it first came out, just the, the amount of aerial denial. And when you have things like proximity mines and cluster mines just laying damage on people, you got to put your ship in the right spot to do it. Uh, well, those FO bombers, especially the, the, what do you call it, Will? The beaver tail? The Ankylosaurus? Ankylosaurus Assault is what I said the other day. Is that what you're calling the FO Bombers with Prox Mines? <laughs> yeah. I just love get, it. Just move out of the way and get that big tail swinging. Like, it's, <laughs> it's great. All right. Um, Psych J7s, will you discuss the impact of the Book of Boba Fett on X-Wing? Yes. We'll put that question at the end. Um... Let's see. Other than X-Wing uh, of uh, uh, or Lupin Chewie, of course, what is your favorite Star Wars game? Are we saying like tabletop specifically slash card? I would say, I would say anything you play. I'm going to go throw out Knights of the Old Republic. Those RPG games. I have not played a Star Wars game that has topped that. I really enjoyed Fallen Order, but like those those two games, the bee's knees. Uh, I'm going to go a board game. Uh, Outer Rim is close for like uh, my, my second favorite board game, but what tops it is actually our star, second favorite Star Wars board game is actually Star Wars Rebellion. It's a uh, two on two, or sorry, one V one. It can be two on two, um, but it's just like a tactical positioning, like almost economy game. It kind of mixes the different uh, styles of like Euro, um, versus others if you're familiar with, like twilight and imperium think about it like a like a uh a 1v1 twilight imperium based on star wars uh super fun the the imperials can blow up planets if they build their death star right um but if you're the rebels you can also blow up uh the death star uh if it and like you get a bunch of victory points for doing that probably win the game at that point if you just <laughs> blow it up um, so it's, it's, it's created a lot of good memories for me. I, I really like a re rebellion. I believe it's its name. Nice. Yeah. I haven't, had, I haven't had a chance to play that and it's maybe because it is, I didn't know it was only one V one. I thought it was more. You can go, you can go two on two, but it's a little awkward. Okay. You got one person making all the decisions. The other person. Yeah, I mean, yeah. One person's <laughs> the rebels, one person's Imperial. So it's. Uh, not not your traditional like so like Twilight Imperium or Risk or something like that. Um, I think I'll stick because I assume the question was based more on the board game side of things. I think I uh, I like Outer Rim a lot. Uh, it's great for what is it up to 
four five i don't know i think the expansion is gonna give five but it's four right now yeah excited for that um it's i i I don't know if i've played a game similar to it before it just stands out it's 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 a little bit of management but not too much you know it's it's all right in front of you um you can step away like i had about a month ago me and some buddies met up at a friend's house and we had an odd number of people so we all couldn't have an x-wing game against each other so we did so we had one or two x-wing games going and there'd be three people playing out of rim we would just rotate people in and out of their spot and out of rim and they would just take the spot of that character and whoever was playing would just update them where they're at what they're trying to do and it's just a good side game and a good game to play amongst people just to kind of chill out i think even after next week's like i'm considering bringing out a room with me to crossroads for after or if i don't make cut fingers crossed that doesn't happen but <laughs> all right marcel you got anything Sorry. Uh, oh God, favorite non-X-Wing Star Wars. Uh, way too many. Uh, this is a tough one. So the, all the old Republic ones, you said it. Uh, you know, Jedi Knight, Jedi Outcast. You've got the original TIE Fighter versus X-Wing and X-Wing. Uh, but specifically TIE Fighter versus X-Wing or X-Wing versus TIE Fighter was the actual title of it. That one was just amazing. Um, you're gonna. I'm going to even go with... Um, the the more recent one that came out with, with uh b with bd fallen, fallen order yeah yeah fallen order is, is, is nuts he doesn't love... he doesn't remember the main character's name he remembers the droid's name but anyway yeah, yeah. continue and then um <laughs> no his name is uh what is it like al cast or something like that cal cal castus cal cal cast that was that guy was close enough um and then uh, the before I was even a, a, into Star Wars, like before in the '90s, the Super NES uh, side scroller uh, Star Wars game with Luke Skywalker just going like, woo, 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 and all that's like this <laughs> very repetitive, taking the lightsaber and going woo, woo, about like that. I'm, uh, too much fun with Star Wars game for a long time. And, and I'll even throw it out there: the the little MMO that they got, the MMORPG. I played that for for a while. Not the uh, the old Republic one. That's I yeah, played that I, too. Actually, I played that for about two years, and I was like, yeah. "All right, that's the only MMO I'm playing my entire life. I'm done." Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's pretty good. and they actually just redesigned mm-hmm. it. I haven't played the redesigned version but this month. Uh, it comes out tomorrow. Actually, I've seen it on Twitter. Yeah, the the redesign, revamp, new expansion comes out tomorrow. I've considered. Yeah, and just I heard that like they. That. They changed the way that the uh, abilities work. They changed, like, they changed everything. Like, it's like they, they, uh, they, they changed your your ginger ale into a Coca Cola. Is what I heard. Oh, uh, one of those kind of so, things. Uh, yeah, so, I was gonna uh, say it's actually, I think, very akin to what's happening right now. Yeah, so I might actually go in there and check that out again because I love the old Republic era. I think that's my favorite era. Uh, from and it and just being able to go in there and. And see what what changes happen. That'd be, that that'll be fun. So would you say you'd be pretty happy one day to see a <laughs> Sith Starfighter and Ebon Hawk X-wing models? Uh, that, and then also all of the characters from both the on the MMORPG. Uh, Satil San is that what it is? Like Satil and and then Satil, all that's the, the that's the Jedi. Yep. That's yeah, the granddaughter yeah. of Bastila Shan. Yeah. 
and then also the uh, the ships and the characters from the old republic and i mean revan would you, who wouldn't want to have like is it nihilus or sahilus or syphilis syphilis yeah <laughs> Uh, wow! Lord wow! <laughs> wow! Uh, but but yeah, if, if we ever got an old Republic uh, faction, that would be. Oh yeah. Well, here, here's a here's a question for you. Completely random. Um, would that be something you guys would be interested in, like playing together? I wonder if people would get a kick out of it. I've never played it. I've oh, like don't... all of us play the old Republic together. Sure. I think it's like. You, they, they do like four player dungeons and whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's you pretty could, standard. But you can do the um, if you're doing something like that because it's not very exciting to be honest. I mean, it's, no. it's, it's kind of grindy. Well, the exciting but, thing is us I mean, playing it would, together. It would be the no. shenanigans. It would be between us doing yeah. random so crap to each other. Yeah, that if we, if we can like uh, do uh, like role play it, then it would be fun. Or they have the space combat. So you like the space combat uh pvp that mm. one's fun because that one's fast paced and that's kind of like uh that yeah that's fast paced and it's got pretty good mechanics for like space combat mm-hmm. so and we would suck at oh. it so we would get i don't know about that out. i think we'd rather it would be funny for us to just start some new characters and just start yeah entertaining just ourselves. i think i think it would be i think i think it could be a good time <laughs> we'll talk. We'll talk about I it later. Envision one of us just wandering off. Where are you going? And then just like comes back. It'd be Marcel. It'd be like Marcel. We're really trying to do the mission. And then you're like Jake All right, all right. You guys gotta let us know if that's something you'd you'd like to see. Uh, then we could we could see see what we can do. Um. All right. A little bit more of a serious question here. What would it take to make you stop? playing x-wing this is a very this is a, a deep one not have friends to play with simple i think i'm enough of a star wars fan to enjoy it beyond the mechanics of the game uh but the mechanics obviously are very unique as what they are the dials, so on and so forth being one of the bigger parts of it in the movement <clears throat> but i think it's really just the enjoyment with the people right if there's no one to enjoy it with kind of not a game anymore yeah i think i'm in the same boat like uh i mean we could like i could play like uh voiceless games versus uh like random people on the internet but like that would that will never be satisfying um but beyond like not having enjoyable people to play with uh or talk about it with uh i think if uh dials if for some reason they got rid of dials and like you just got to choose what maneuver your ship did. I'm out. Like that's the what got dials is what hooked me. And if for whatever reason we lost that, we went to command ships or something weird like that, right? I I would be out. Yeah, probably same as as well. If it felt like my choices didn't matter that much, uh, and I don't mean like like your agency is taken, you know, somebody puts you in a weird bumping situation now because you had to either mess up or they really had to play really well to get you in that spot. But if, if, if it becomes more of a, a, of a coin toss where, where the, where it doesn't feel like 
the effort that you put in makes you a better player. And there's mm-hmm. this is just very randomized. The, the winning becomes very randomized. And I would probably just walk away to something that's more. There's a bigger distinction between being good and not not being good. Even if you're not good, you can still aim for that. Mm-hmm. But if if there's no aiming for that because there's it's it's super random, then it's just not as much fun. For myself, uh, I'm just gonna say, it if I still think so, I have literally put blood, sweat, and tears into this game because of how much I enjoy it and and love the mechanics of the game and of course the people but the moment i couldn't find it fun anymore like i mean everybody has moments of emotions going up and down but like if i were to in a in a calms just in a calm state just say i'm not having fun anymore and i'm unable to find it after trying to continuously find it that would be the end for me so i don't know I can't give you a, what would trigger that, but uh, but yeah, so that's a deep one. Let's keep having fun. <laughs> so matters for me because if it's not fun, there's no point. All right, let's get let's go let's go li- li- way less serious. Who's your Star Wars Valentine? Who are you giving a red heart to? Oh, shirtless Kylo Ren. Come on. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah, Swolo. <laughs> God, I was trying to think. I wasn't ready for that answer from Will. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna go. Man, I'm gonna go Black Cursantin. How about that? Boom. Eh. It keep me safe. It keep me safe. You see that that season finale? That guy don't die. He refuses. <laughs> Marcel, where, who are you giving a Valentine to, bro? Did Ryan already say? Right. Um, let Ryan go. I think we're both trying to figure it out at the same time. Uh, sorry, I'm just gonna throw a dart at the wall essentially right now. Uh, someone that kind of reminds me of my wife in Star Wars Galaxy, Zori Bliss. Sure. Solid. Solid. Right. I'm gonna say uh, Darth Bane. So uh, Darth Bane because he it was the first. A book of Star Wars that I was that that I was that I genuinely finished because I truly enjoyed it, not because it was like Star Wars. You know, I, I thought I really enjoyed that one, uh, the first one that I ever read. That I was like, yeah, this is good quality writing. Highly recommend the whole series of those books for sure. Also, he invented the rule of two. Therefore, Valentine two. That's my Valentine. I'm not strong enough to to backstab him. Then until then. All right, I like it. I like it. <laughs> the rule of us. That's all he was actually going for. It re- it got twisted along the way. It's like I was just out here for love. Now we all here merging each other. Telephone. Monogamy, man. Rel- relationship goals. He knew the rules up. 
Rule of two relationship goals. <laughs> One's always yeah, trying to get stronger to, to kill the really other. really bad Valentine's card off of that right now. <laughs> wow. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. All right. <laughs> Here we go. Uh... Steelwater six nine four two asks, "What if AMG went crazy and lowered points by ten to fifteen percent? So ten to fifteen percent more stuff can fit in your list. What would happen? It would just be really hard to It'd just be epic. Uh, yeah, I mean, like the uh, the six, the five and six ship swarms would I think take over because now they could." Bring those chassis like the similar to Predator, Black Sun, Assassins? No, those are the Star Vipers. Where were the Soldiers? No, those are the Zs. What are those called? I have to ask you now. Which ones? The Kyraxes. Oh, Which Black, Black Sun? Ace. Sun? Ace, thank you. I We got there. Uh, but take that imagine of that list or five uh, X Wings, right? Four T70s and something. But now you get a, a six ship thrown into there. I think that would probably become too powerful. Spicy. I, I would think that it'd be really hard to balance the, the the swarmy low generic stuff because you'd lower the cost of everything. You're also squishing everything towards the bottom, which means there'll be clear pieces and pilots and ships that rise above the others and make the other ones almost obsolete i've said it for a while there's more room up i would like a 10 to 15 percent increase all right there we go okay let's see uh f j b fancourt says what is something that'll be unexpectedly love about scenario play that community would never go back on what's something they dislike it's kind of hard to answer without knowing what is there right now um i don't know how to i don't know how to approach that one guys to, what to to me it's going to be how engagements are defined i think is going to be the secret hit of objectives no longer uh, will you be forced to chase an unkillable ace for the last 45 minutes of a game, right? Uh, no longer will uh, you have to, what do I want to say? Uh, be pinned down uh, or like a slow roll, if that makes sense. No longer do you have to wait for the enemy to come to you. You could just go to an objective and they'll come to you there. Uh, so that's the like the redefining of how you get to choose uh, your engagements, I think, is going to be very interesting, a uh, deep, deep well of strategy that people can get into. And I wouldn't say exploit, but let's say utilize effectively. <laughs> I mean, there's going to be a different kind of cat, uh, cat and mouse game there, right? Because if if I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to go go for objectives, but you have this kind of side quest. I'm going to call it a side quest where you're like, I'm going to try to get objectives, but I'm trying to get shots at the same time. Like you're really, you're trying to do both and the players mm -hmm. that can do both will probably end up being the most successful because you, if you're the, if you're, let's say you have one ship left versus what is a more expensive opponent ship in what, 
normally an X-Wing would have been like, you know, like I don't even have to really chase you to win the game. Um, you know, now all of a sudden that that chase might be more or less important depending on how many points things end up costing. I think you I think you said it really nicely there. It's going to define we're going to have some exciting moments there at the end of the game. And I will tell you check check out what I got for uh for Adepticon assuming assuming that we uh we have uh, objective play um i got like a um I'm, I'm working on modding it right now but i got like a scoreboard so we could live keep the score for everybody who's watching there during the final and stuff like that i think it's gonna be gonna be fun uh fun to do they actually sent me the wrong one i asked for one with colors but we can deal um i kind of have a double-edged sword approach to JB Fancourt's uh, question is that I think some people and maybe a majority will love the fact that I think most scenario games will be shorter. They're not going to take that long to complete because not only are you going likely a game clock, which is what we're used to. So we're dialing it back further because there likely will be turn counts. And then on top of that, how scenarios add essentially to the score of you destroying enemy ships means you are reaching that 20 or 200 whatever round up round down or do they decide to put the scenario points into the 200 make it 200 which unfortunately would hurt your scoreboard right now Dion. it would it, it would <laughs> but um either way when i tried out the scenarios that for whatever we've seen from amg tested it the games are much faster now, on the flip side of that people might not like that they're that much faster because they don't they might feel it's not concluded i know a lot of people have that feeling sometimes with some games that there's still enough ships on the board or they feel like they didn't get enough turns in the time allotted that they don't feel like their game came to a satisfying conclusion um because a lot of people are used to dogfight conclusions, which is, I want to destroy everything. Mm -hmm. What they have to take into, what they may not take into account or don't want to is scenarios and uh, objectives are a main part of why your ships thematically are there doing something. So uh, I assume that's, in my mind, AMG's approached on the thematic aspect of it. So that's the important part of it's still a very important part of the scoring and the thematic part of the game, even though they have said as well that destroying ships is still much more valuable than the objectives. I am excited. Play as you will, but I think it's a double-edged sword. People are going to really like that it goes faster, but people may not feel like they've concluded their game because it's ended faster. I can I can foresee the stream game where that player still trying to play that like I'm gonna wait and feel you out and somebody's got like five ships or like objectives objectives objective I win right it's just like a like a three turn kill you know type of thing where it's like oh I thought we were gonna dance and like I didn't come to dance <laughs> you know I think the 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 opening and approaches are definitely gonna matter but I I can I can foresee it I can foresee it we got to see what the scoring is gonna be and stuff like that. But uh, it'll 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 be interesting. I'm almost sure it'll it'll end up happening. You're right. I hadn't thought about the the time potentially being shorter. I take a vote on the next question. Actually, I want to make sure we get this Hit one. Hit it. Blue Jello. Didn't know if this is already on your list, but asks, what do you think is the most underrated ship chassis coming into scenario play? 
Ooh, underrated. Um, I, I, it's hard to say what's underrated, but I feel like this ship in general, while it has seen some presence recently, uh, a lot of people still would rather take a different chassis in the faction over it right now. Uh, but I think the resistance Y-Wing. Uh, the boost, the turret, the bombs. I think objective-wise, those are all pieces that are yes to me. Can I, I would say Hawks for the same reason, but they're not underrated. Best ship in the game. Uh, no, honestly, uh, I would probably say HMPs. The way they can move, the way they can stomp, the way they their arc coverage, same thing with bombs as well. Uh, they could be very good for holding down, like just uh, side slipping in between two objectives could be very advantageous. For, for a similar reason, Will, I actually was reaching for the Star Vipers. Star Vipers, that just that, that different type of movement could uh not black box no black box. there will the be events but it's not black box not the black box you're right you're right you're right how about then i'm gonna i'm gonna switch it up and say generic fireballs generic fireballs slam a jam in between objectives getting to places where other ships can't get to i'm gonna go there well now you can put upgrades to give everybody slam so there's that. But they can slam every but, turn. <laughs> true, yeah, true. slamming every yeah. turn is pretty good. Yeah, I, I'm going to stay with the um, with the Scum TIE Fighters. I think they're still really good. All right. Re uh, they, 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 their, their stocks won't come. If the, tr the um, what is it called? The, um, the, if the tugboats were legal, I would say the tugboats. Because they can reverse, they can hang around, and they can track through their own ships to get them. You know, that's one thing that that I don't know if you know. You you lose the tractoring ability of being able to put somebody on a rock, but I think you can move them out of it. Move them out of an objective area. That's what I'm saying. Like either wow. moving them out Big of an brain. objective area or moving <laughs> that moving a friendly ship Ooh. into an objective area. So ah. I think that's something that that a lot of people may not um, look at. Man, if only there was a way to track to your friendlies at the start of engagement. If only that was were. black box legal, man. Yeah. Well, maybe someday. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna have to figure that one out for yourself, guys. All right. So um, let's let's go with. I oh, mean, there's so many there's so many fun questions here, but we're getting low on time because I, I do want to hit Boba Fett. Um, so somebody had asked me a question about music stuff. I'll just go ahead and hit that. Um, I have two potential music projects coming up that have to do with board games. Uh, so we'll see if that ends up working out and I am, am always working on music stuff. You'll see later. Um, but yeah, we'll leave that. We'll leave that alone. Last one. Um, Brian Lindemood, right here. How extreme do you think the AMG Arata bat will be for 2.5? Will they go so far as to reprint black box pilots and cardboard? I, I don't get what he's saying. How, Sorry, what? I don't know if he's saying like how extreme will it be as in 
Like, will, will they will, need? Will it be so many changes that that in their mind it is worth a skew? Yeah, I mean, if you're, I'm thinking of like, like a, if you're a Raditing, uh Ghost Hera's ability, right? From the change in the dial, if you're just making it something completely different, you need to update whatever the next production run is. We have seen this before with uh, in first edition, Advanced Slam got changed uh, in, in between K Wings yeah. and Star Wings. Mm -hmm. Like K-Wings would say an action and Star Wings said an action on your action bar, uh, right? So there's precedent that they've changed cards for a second production cycle, mm -hmm. right? Um, how far will they go? I mean, will they just like throw out? I mean, here is my example because she's such an iconic character in an, her or, like iconic ship but it has a dial changing ability that's very powerful. So you can't really just ban her. That seems weird. Same thing with like Luke or something like, oh, Luke, you're too good at an X-Wing, banned. Um, not so banned, they, just not in standard. Not standard, no, sure, <laughs> great. Uh, <laughs> I, think, I think they will have to go through like, uh, we're talking Goran, all the things that uh, range zero attacks, they have to like, make an actual updated copy for that um so it's going to be extensive all right so i because I, I didn't they and this is this is i don't know this information i believe i over i think i heard people talking about that in, in marvel crisis protocol they made some pretty big changes and they did re-release the cards i mean i I don't know. Maybe if somebody in the chat is a is a Marvel Marvel person, I think out there. they. I or think they, made they them did update cards for printing. I don't. So this is that that was going to be my answer was. Uh, I think they'll be drastic enough. They'll be drastic enough to require it. They'll be cheap enough, not to offer any. Uh, support for product that's already available. Uh, what I mean by that, any okay. like stuff that's on the shelf, um, you know, there's things that you can do at point of purchase, like uh, just adding, you know, not doing a recall, you know, because that's way too expensive, but just sending out like, um, you know, you can send out like a kit that says when they buy this, you give them this. Mm -hmm. So that that's stuff that I've done in the past for retail. You know, when you send something and it has like a little discrepancy, you just send the fix and then you provide it to the to the retailer and then the retailer can attach the fix when they buy it. I don't think they'll go there, but I think they'll go far enough to put it on a PDF, print it, and then go buy your own super glue. Do, do you guys, well, two-part question. Would you buy and do you think that they would sell a 2.5 Arata card pack? I th I mean I Isofane in the chat saying that that's essentially what they did for Marvel Crisis Protocol, is mm, that they, okay. they they changed up so much that they went and made a card pack with everything that was updated, which I I, I think that would be that'd be a great move if and it, and they, there's precedent here at least a little bit. The question is, what are they? How much change is in in that, and is it, you know, how much are they selling it for? Are they are they selling it at a very low margin to basically 
update I mean, everyone, if, or are they selling I mean, it at the regular yeah. margin? Which Marvel Crisis Protocols margins are must be through the roof because the, the the product is like you can get like one character for like 50, 60 bucks. Um, so that that's something that I'd be curious to know is how much did that did that correction pack cost in Marvel Crisis Protocol? If we're also trying to like think about <clears throat> excuse me like if we have enough to or if there will be enough to generate a card back of we got to think already every single pile that has a range zero based ability it's oiken arvel rhymer is probably a clarification thing in the rules or they do errata and says he's allowed to use special attacks at range zero with his ability right um then you have like will mentioned any pilot that uh is that like is iconic that you want to stay on stay in the game but you don't want but you want to be able to update its ability so it doesn't mess with dials right you want hera in a vcx to exist um not as big of a character say uh, say tin in the jedi uh aether sprite um even dial peaking uh, anything that has that and they want to keep in the game. Snoke. Snoke. Yeah, Snoke. I mean, personally, I would love to see them redesign Snoke. Like, just don't do dial peaking. Have them do something else cool. His eyes get cut in half. All right. Uh, up, update here. I guess it, the Marvel Crisis Protocol... Uh, changes actually haven't been released yet. They're going to make it available, but it's available for free online, which I think is a good compromise. You, low margin product, you may have to make it cheap enough where people were willing to buy it, so that you know, at least don't probably don't lose money on it, and you make it available for free mm -hmm. for the people that's, who don't care. That's a sad standard, to be honest with you, but that's okay. <laughs> as long as you're willing to make the product, uh, I think that's good. Like to turn around and say, here's the physical version of this updated. Um, please do that. Because yeah. I, I would like the physical real version of those cards. Same. I would, I would, I would. All right. There's a few questions we left there, but don't worry. We'll, we'll get back to them at a, at a later date. We're about to hit some Book of Boba Fett stuff. So if you are Book of Boba Fett sensitive, I would turn it off now. Thank you for listening. Here we go. Book of Boba Fett is happening right now so um let's go ahead you have all finished the series yes yes okay we will start with a give me out of i don't know out of 10 your rating out of 10 for the overall series we'll, we'll start there we'll start there Will, you uh, want to go first? I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead. I'll give it a 7 out of 10. Would watch some episodes again. Mm -hmm. All right. Marcel? Uh, as um, just plain as a, as a TV show, I would give it a 4 out of 10. Okay. Ryan? Uh, I think I'm in the realm of just above the middle, so six. Okay, all right. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and land in, I'm gonna call it an eight, 
out of 10, mind you, I'm pretty easy to please. I'm pretty easy to please. I, I've admitted it before. I'm pretty – I'm just here for a fun ride, okay? Okay. All right? So we'll, we'll, we'll leave it at that real quick. Now, let's let's hit an X-Wing angle first. Uh, again, if you have not watched the book of Boba Fett yet or haven't finished it yet, you should, you should leave. Um, the Naboo Starfighter, updated Naboo Starfighter. Thing looks super cool. Um, we, you know, do do you think that deserves its own release from sure. like, modified yeah, modified Naboo? Off that. Oh yeah, of course. So I, I'm mm-hmm. calling it now. I have two key words that I think might be good for this end one because we've seen for the YT thirteen hundred, we've seen customized, modified, and scavenged. As much as this is a very scavenged version of the N1, I don't know if they want to reuse the name. I'm calling either restored or refurbished. Okay. All right. I could see that. Retrofitted? Ooh. That, that, okay. No, another RE1. I'll take, I'll take the retrofitted. I don't know if the... Hmm, sounds cool. Some people are throwing out a modified N1. Could see that. Could see that. Um, has a crew baby is is uh the baby Yoda bubble uh is Gro- the Grogu bubble uh a like title you make it a, a configuration so that you really can't put anybody in there. <laughs> I I think it just becomes a crew instead of a astromech slot probably. But man, uh, that, that is not tiny. a really baby, good. That is not a really Yoda. good bounty just throw yeah. that out there it's not a good bounty hunting ship but who knows he may he might have left that life behind him i want to know because he said he's still looking for a razor crest he's like let me know when you find one he still wants it mm. he, he now has the need for speed though he it seems like he enjoys that it also, was my, my my wife thoroughly chuckled when he put on when he put on the gas for Baby Yoda. Oh man, it was so. Anybody who has kids understands. Again, <laughs> like like whenever whenever they 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 want to do something again, something fun again, again. Every time it was it was adorable, absolutely adorable. All right, so let let's go ahead. Let's hit some positives. Let's hit some negatives. Uh, and I'm sure we'll get to unpack the show a little bit more. It sounded like to me, Marcel, you were the most critical of of all of us. You, and you 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 also made a special specification. You're like, as a TV show overall, you just made it a four. So you're saying like it leaned too much on the fact that it was Star Wars rather than just putting on a what would you would consider a good show? Yeah, I mean, 100 percent. It's uh, it leaned a lot on the member berries. Um, You know, the the uh, I don't know where they I think they saw some of the they saw the success in the um, Mandalorian when these cameos occurred and you're like, oh, I know that character. Oh, this character came out and the reaction, the fan reaction and just the love of just the excitement and the buzz that came about. I, I thought, I think they, they saw that and they crammed this show with basically, well, how many member berries can we throw in there? 
And then at while at the same time, um, you know, this is something that Kayla and I were talking about is that um, the show, it's Book of Boba Fett, right? And there was like the best shows, really, the best episodes did not include Boba. Like right, Boba they... was not a focal point in, you know, he didn't even cameo in his own in his own in, in, in his own show for a couple episodes and the writing and again just talking about it not just as a, as a, as a star wars and in the member berries just the writing of it was so simplistic so basic so childish that um you know it, it, it just it just didn't it, it was not good i mean there, there was there's things about it that I love. Like I love, I did really enjoy seeing uh, the the two episodes with the, that was, that were focused around the Mandalorian. I thought those were really well done. They were dark, especially that that meat scene, like that meat uh, locker fight. Mm, I thought mm-hmm. that was really well done. I think the interaction with uh, the armor smith and the um, Vizsla. I thought that interaction, you know, was really nuanced and you can tell like there's there's some there's something deep there. Like I want to learn more about that. Like right. that the um, you know that 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 greed, that jealousy that one carries towards the others, the holding that religion, holding old like all of that was super interesting. And then you get to the to the boba portions of it and it's just super basic. The the writing is 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 just like you know, I'll give you the, a great example in the and even in the final. A lot of people love the final and because the finale, because of you know the, the fights and the and the, what do you call it the Gorgon or the the, Rogan the, or the, the Rancor, the, the Rancor. There we go. But if he, <laughs> we're talking about Boba's, like, hey, wait for a second, let me go all the way back to my palace, get a Rancor, ride that Rancor back, and then, try. dude, you went back to your palace. You you got the slave one right there, like. That slave one would turn those robots to like, like just, just go get your ship, go shoot, shoot it a couple times, shoot the other thing a couple times. You, they they can't withstand, uh, they can't withstand the uh, a, a laser beam. Pa- the power from, uh, of that magnitude. Yeah, of a slave one. I mean, I mean seriously. And uh, anyway, it was just really dumb. And then the character, the uh, the Afro lady. I, I don't even know her name. The mechanic lady, yeah, 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 just like like really terrible, like high school acting. Like oh, I am going to tell you this, like it's just well, that's really that's her that's her character though in Mando acted. too. Like it she's is, just kind of weird in Mando, and it's bad here. It's just <laughs> anyway. Um, I, I was just that, but having said that, like the star wars portion of it like i i i, I really liked seeing the the um, the ship especially like the ship was awesome seeing like the the naboo starfighter was great seeing the um you know some of the cameos like again they're doing it the member berries but i but i like it so like that tickled my 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 member my member berry fix so I, I've got so much to say, and, and I, I didn't even read Ryan Farmer. I guess wrote like a million-page book about it. Mm. I haven't read that, but I'd be curious to read what he he thought about it because um, uh, I don't know if he was critical or not, but he had a lot to say. So that means right. he probably put a lot of thought into it. But so as a TV show, terrible. If you compare that to The Expanse or something like that, that's just well written. 
this is like, you know, kindergarten level. If you're comparing it just as like a thematic and a fun kind of shut off your brain and and pew pew kind of thing, the score goes up. All right, all right, Ryan. So um, I'm also generally pretty easy to please on the Star Wars side. And even though you said the same thing, you put yours as an eight, mine was a six. Um, and I mostly attribute it to, man, I just, we we got we got Pepsi, not ginger ale, right? <laughs> we're back to that. That's, that's the theme of this episode right now. Right. Uh, we were shown Boba Fett, and then we diverted to Mandalorian. I loved all the Mandalorian stuff. I, at least I don't think I had a problem with any of uh, any of the stuff. I just besides it just existing in the Boba Fett series. Like right now, the only reason why I tell someone to go watch Boba Fett because I don't think it's a satisfiable series as someone. If you, if if I knew a Boba Fett fan, I don't know if I would tell them to go watch this show because I could just tell them that he survived. They don't really expand on it. I mean, they kind of expand on it a ton, but it's it's the Tuscan Raider family, which I actually, I like that stuff. Mm-hmm. I liked when we got to see what he did and the development he had with the Tuscan Raiders, right? But it, in the whole conclusion to it all, they only factor in it a little bit for just one character to be like, hey, we actually killed them. Ha ha, I guess. But Boba Fett wasn't really the one to get revenge on them. It was Fennec. Right. So, um, it's uh, it's it's just two, it's two different series in one, and the one that was marketed for you didn't really get satis- probably satisfaction that you were looking for. If someone's a Boba Fett fan, I'm not a huge Boba Fett fan, but it was still disconnected. I would tell someone who wants to see what happened between Mandalorian season two and eventually Mandalorian season three to go watch those few episodes of Boba Fett now. Because mm-hmm. you have to, I think, at this point. Yeah. Um. So, I, and I guess the only other, I think, the only other reason you, I tell someone to watch it, uh, is if they wanted to see live action Cad Bane. Because we got that finally, big mm-hmm. deal. I don't mind that Boba killed him, Sug- well, suggestively killed him. We don't know for sure. Beep me. I, I mean, at this point, right? Like anyone could just be retrofitted with cybernetic stuff, right? Right. We've seen that with Fennec. We've for. Did you guys watch after the credits or the... all the way to the end? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you had that RoboCob. Man is in a back to tank with with Mister Robo re- re- Fixer dude, ready to fix him up. So we yep. don't know. It suggested Cobb Vanth is still alive. So, I mean, n- as Luke would say, no one's really dead. <laughs> <laughs> There's a way to bring anyone back. But hopefully, fingers crossed, them using Cad Bane in a live action scene tells me they're at least ready to consider using him in live action if it occurs in a storyline before he's mm-hmm. dead, if he stays dead. Um, I think Cad Bane was well done. For the great. time we saw him, he was great. Um, I mean, you don't. It, people would then look at it. People, ha- I think, had a similar like 
critiques as to like his look could have been a little bit closer to the animated series, but it's the same critiques you got from Ahsoka with the uh, I think what is it her 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 head Leku, yeah. things. Um, so it's never going to be exact because spoiler like Count if you tried to put Count Dooku's face from the Clone Wars into live action, it, it actually anatomically wouldn't work. It's super long and very <laughs> stone face style. <laughs> So it's just it's just stylistic versus live action how they want to interpret it. It's fine. I don't care. Um, but baseline, not satisfiable as a Boba Fett series. But as if I if I took the title and changed it to, I don't even know what I would change it to honestly because that's it's it's disconnected. I right. I liked the content. I didn't like how it all fit together. In how it was marketed as a Boba Fett series, I, I, and that's that's kind of where where what I'm what I'm hearing is that the problem is maybe they had these. It, it felt uh, will you see people in the chat are calling it like Mando two point five, right? So it they had this like these threads. They're like we need to get Mando from A to B. People have these questions. Let's spend a season kind of talking about what happens. Um, and we'll see you next year for Mandalorian. Maybe. Will, what would, what would you have called the show? Uh, uh, Star Wars Tatooine. That's what you say. That's, I think the, except for the Mando stuff. Uh, I don't think Boba Fett ever leaves Tatooine. No, I think it's the fight for Tatooine. I think that's that's probably right. It's it's the fight for Tatooine because even Boba is the pseudo leader, but he's not the main character. I mean, if you take yeah. the title away, he's not the main character. The main right. character is the supporting cast. Uh, and I think somebody said it in the chat. Fennec plays a bigger bigger role in almost every in every decision and every outcome than than Bova. Like when when they first get ambushed, Fennec is the one that 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 basically does more and she's the one that captures the the, the person. Um Fennec's the one that that kills you know, I think that might have been Boba's like redemption moment if he actually went out and killed the people that killed the Tuscans and people that that basically betrayed him. But he didn't do that. He, you know, Fennec did all. Fennec did all that. Fennec's the one that yeah, went out and recruited. It? I felt it like was it was so Fennec. much more personal to to have him fight uh, Cad Bane. They like, said like, personal, I mean, there but... was there was like big monsters or whatever. But like, or, you know, I mean, he could have been like doing a dog fighting scene or something against like a bunch of stormtroopers, right? No. But like to make his finale the gunslinger showdown we all wanted. I th while it might not have been executed to its full potential, I do think that's far more interesting than just seeing Boba Fett knee missile no. uh, some syndicate dudes. Yeah, actually, even, even, even with Sorry. all the history between Cad Bane and Boba Fett, and like this is, I think, meant to like put closure to it. The theme that each character has doesn't like Cad Bane was set up multiple times with Cobb Vanth. And in other sh in in other iterations of his shows, like he's the he's the ultimate Western gunslinger, like bad guy, right? That's yeah. Cad Bane. 
but you put him up against Boba, who doesn't really fit the Western style. How Mandalorian has been portrayed would fit more of that gunslinger standoff, except they just don't have the history for it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The 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 the, the last thing I'll say about that Boba not getting, you know, to make it the book of Boba and still have like the story, just everything kind of makes sense. It would have felt a lot better for me, and I would have digested it. Probably bumped it from a four to something higher. After he killed um, Cad Bane, you know, you forward it a day or two or maybe even a week or two, and he goes in and he snipes, even if it's individually, not in the same spot, he snipes all his all the people that betrayed him and snipes the Pike Syndicate, and that's all they show. So basically what Fennec did, if they if they just kind of fast forward and they show that he goes in there and he gets revenge and, and, and he basically regains his honor, but... It, he kind of did it. He he just kind of showed up at the end scene. Fennec did all the work, and then he's crying because he's not in a Bonta tank because he's yeah. People yeah, are see, here's, here's the, the difference though. They weren't saluting Fennec in the streets for murdering all their leaders. Okay, they mm. were saluting Boba Fett for what he would because he stayed in Mas Espa and fought with uh, the people. Um, I was talking to Tommy in the chat about this, but basically the, the whole scene where he tells Finnick that, you know, being, being a, a lone bounty hunter, uh, is profitable, but you need a tribe. And I, I personally think that while it comes off as a little awkward, the, the way he takes feedback and like input from those side characters is like really interesting that he doesn't just like like oh Finnick, whatever i saved you you don't know any better or like whatever street kids uh with scooters like i don't need to listen <laughs> to you but like he he did begin to like surround himself he even tried to offer it to those leaders he's like guys come on stop fighting we could be better right, right? like and that's uh, that's very much you know the the difference between like a boss and a leader jabba was a boss jabba would he was getting your money no matter what. He didn't care about mm -hmm. you. But the, the leader is down there in the trenches with you, right? And I do think, like, as a character arc, he did make a big, well, starting from the Sarlacc pit, right? Right. To the finale, uh, where he stays in the ruins with those scooter kids. I was, what were they just called? Mods? I the feel mods, weird yeah. calling them that. But the Power Rangers. I know. I mean, mods is funny because like mods and like haha, but they also use modifications. Mm -hmm. uh, Power Rangers, what? Uh, is if they dressed in the same color as their bicycle or bicycle as their scooter, yeah, that would be crazy. But I, um, I, I get wanting to get characters to stand out to know who they're different from in the crowd. But man, those I know. scooters I would, are not the, Star Wars design. It's, the, you, you're in Tatooine. There's sand and dirt everywhere. They can't be that clean. I know. They, the They're scooters are definitely... Man, they keep them covered. I think they have to. They got like special like polishing cybernetics or that, something that, on their right. hands. There you go. I don't know what polishing it is. cybernetics. One Jeez. charge. Look, you recurring can still have be these standout colors, but there's gotta be that that little bit of dirt and grime. That's the Star Wars I know. look. 
I think that's, that's going to come back to bite him for a long time. Coruscant or something like that. Like yeah, you can see the, it in Naboo, Coruscant. Like there's a couple planets where yeah, it might fit. There are a few, but for sure. not not. This I know that. Sure. I will. I will say they. That's the the low absolute low point for me in the whole series was the Vespas uh, going doing the the street the street chase right, and they're like woo, 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 like it, I don't know it. It fell apart for me. Like it I didn't did, seem I'm as fast paced. Okay. Like for, I don't know. For reference, we, we think back to episode um, six when Luke and Leia stole the speeder bikes, and they're like going down the the woods with the speeder bikes, zoom like that. That feels yeah, like, yeah. That was like fast paced and exciting. Yeah, but, like, like they're, they're, and and they're going so fast, and even uh, Mando going through the through the um you know where the speed speed racers went through through the canyon or whatever uh i mean that's speed and that's the capability of star wars and star wars machinery machinery and star wars reflexes like those type of reflexes match the the theme and then you get like these 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 mopeds you know it's like they're just they're going like 15 miles an hour yeah, and, did not. Uh, like I get yeah. the style that they were going for. Right, I understand their influences, but it it did not work out in in that one episode. When when you saw them like driving around in the finale, it looked fine, right? They looked like that would be the cruising speed of those things. But in a in a chase where they're like ramping off of stuff, it didn't work. Yeah, it doesn't match the body. Like I'm hundred percent okay with the characters that rode them like i like the whole cyber implant the gang like that's cool just the the vespas just, just it didn't work i think we need more we need more information we need a whole series on just the mods how are those things so darn clean please tell we need a canonical reason watch the book of boba fett audiobook i'm sure they'll come out with it I i'm bet sure the they have some like there. Graviton displacer that like dirt can't get near it or something. It's like a dirt shield. Ryan's just like them. no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> so for for myself, as you guys know, like I said, I'm I'm pretty pretty positive guy when it comes to these type of things. Just in for a good ride. I will tell you about a few things that I didn't like. I enjoyed a lot of it. In I think it was the first or second episode, the fight scenes that were in there. On first viewing, I kind of cringed. I don't I don't know what it was about it. I think it was a pacing issue. But in that first and second episode where they like I don't remember if it's the first or second where they like surround Boba and Fennec and he's they were like carrying the the bucket of coins, something about the way that was shot, I was just watching it and going, "Why does this feel so slow?" Like cuz they were kind of going in between actual slow motion and then what i'm going to call like real time but the real time still felt really slow i i don't know if it was the editing or something but something about those scenes it it made me question like boba fett's like fighting ability with his armor on because we see him like be crazy, you know, with with the with the gaffy stick and stuff like that. Like, do some really awesome things. It, it's not until you know I was like remembering, like, all right, he looks, he's pretty awesome in Mando. Like, we've seen him be really aggressive then. 
in the finale, he moves a little bit better, and and I'm more convinced. Um, but like, and maybe the whole point is that we feel Boba Fett's age. Like maybe maybe that is what the intention was. I just know in those were a couple like what those fight scenes were a couple of them were just like I I am not I'm not convinced. Um I don't like that we didn't get full resolution on the uh the biker gang. Like I wanted I wanted more I, I wanted to see, to see Boba Fett actually go after them more. Right? Like inc- incinerate them. Um, I mean, what, he shot him on the, he shot him off their speeders with his fire spray. Oh, you're right. You know, I forgot about that. Uh, he blasted them to oblivion. I don't know how much more after him you. you Sorry, you're him. you're right. I forgot about it. Well, unfortunately, I forgot. <laughs> I forgot about it. All right, so, hmm. Okay, the action scenes. I think in the, in the overall Star Wars kind of filling in. Like I, I have always enjoyed like reading the, um, like the the info books that they put out where they give all these little details. The the show definitely felt a lot like that, where you're just kind of bridging the gap. You get to see Boba Fett, um, kind of come to terms with his, like, how, how do I how do I want to be known in in the world at the end. Um, cause I've seen a lot of the, a lot of the issues that s- some like hardcore Boba Fett fans, um, have said is like, Oh, I feel like Boba Fett went soft. It's like, well, maybe he just didn't want to be a hardcore killer anymore. And maybe that, I know some people have some, some problems with that for me. It's like, I, that's fine. You could tell me that, that, that he wanted to not be that anymore. I'm okay with it. Um, yeah, that's what I got. I enjoyed the series. I would, will agree that I think the the most of its critiques comes from the fact that the show probably shouldn't have been called The Book of Boba Fett. I think it could have been some type of mini series like where you do a couple episodes on Boba Fett, you do a couple episodes on Mandalorian, you have some name that shows them they could have called it Star Wars Crossroads. <laughs> and um uh, and you know in this finale you get them all it's like almost like a mini mcu type of situation where you kind of you're taking some building blocks and putting it together i think billing it as the book of boba fett hurt them definitely he over, over he did time. write a book in the show though a book by boba fett true he handed it to the twilight or whatever to read you're right but she she got burnt up what? No, no, the uh, the male Twi'lek. Oh, oh, oh! This guy's this guy. I'm here to help. I love that guy. <laughs> that guy was <laughs> awesome, <laughs> actually. That, that's a I, good I mean, new character that just won you over over his mannerisms. Yeah, the mayor's assistant. I must have missed the book, the actual book. Yeah, well, no, he writes it. He's like, he's like, yeah, he's like, <laughs> uh, the the assistant's like, let me go and give them your de- your oh, terms. The terms. And- <laughs> and Bo was like, "Oh yeah, great idea." And it just like writes down. He's like, "Nothing." Like, <laughs> yeah, you're just meant to be a distraction. Yeah, the the toilet like realized it halfway through. He's like, "Oh no, he sent me out here to die as a distraction." <laughs> All right. Well, we can we can break this down a little bit more uh, for more implications for X Wing in the future because it is getting kind of late. But um, 
yeah, we'll see what we we got more Star Wars content along the way, right? There's uh, Obi Wan supposed to be announcements here, uh, Cassian Andor, which I would say that is the the show that I am super excited about. I I I I really like Cassian as a character. Um, there's a Soka show, all this, and um, yeah, we'll be back next week, maybe with more points, maybe new rules. At the very least, you know, we'll talk about Crossroads. All right. Thanks for watching, everybody. Be smart and be safe. Goal Squadron out.